I should have known that against the dead, walls were no protection. We thought we were being careful, but really, we were just waiting until the next attack. On a dark and bitterly cold night, I came home to find every window and door in the flat wide open, and Harris gone. I had been out to get some shopping, barely gone for 20 minutes. It had been enough for them to be stolen away. Standing there, feeling the cold from outside sink into my bones in the dark hallway, I felt a growing horror. Nothing we had done had been keeping us safe. Not staying in contact with each other with codes. Not staying in after dark. Not avoiding groups of pigeons in the street or making friends with other spirits. We hadn't been holding anything back. It had simply not been the time yet. I felt deep despair thinking that this was all my fault. I had chosen on that very first day to look closer. That chance interaction with the dead hadn't scared me away like I had my friend Gabriel. My instincts hadn't told me how dangerous this all was. Even Harris had felt how risky it was. But I had stupidly chosen to keep going until I no longer had a choice, and then I'd pulled Harris in too. I'd made them a target, and now they'd been taken. I couldn't imagine what for. The words of the subway ghost echoed in my head. A human interested whatever was manipulating the pigeons. A human that could see ghosts. I pulled myself together and found Francis behind the only door in the flat that wasn't wide open. The boiler closet. It was hard to speak through the shock, but eventually I managed to coax him out and try and figure out what had happened. The flat was freezing now and sleep was getting blown in through the windows. Francis was moving around the rooms now, knocking over objects in his distress, pulling over curtains that were then blown open again by the wind. Slowly but surely, we both calmed down enough to get all the doors and windows closed again. The heating came on and my home began to warm up a little. I took a deep breath and felt all the fear and horror inside me change into rage. How dare they? To not only come into my home and attack a living person, but to intrude on another ghost's territory? They had acted just like the parasitic ghost village. I watched as the bedroom door moved unhappily back and forth as Francis tried to fix everything. I felt the loss of Harris. I would not stand for this. I told Francis to summon any ghosts he could and headed back out into the night. The anger inside me burned against the cold as I left the close and walked out onto the street. I needed to let it out. I walked into the road, shouting out into the night, Give them back! Tell me where you are! I screamed whatever I thought might attract their attention, stopping only when my voice turned hoarse. Then I stood, shaking, hoping in the more rational part of my mind that one of my neighbours wasn't calling the police on me. I heard a faint rustle and spun around to see a single pigeon land softly nearby. I glared at it. It stared back blankly, then, slowly, with effort, changed into a small child in a red dress and hood. I relaxed a little and my face crumpled. The ghost came closer, a look of pain and fear on its now human face. It came closer and put a hand out. I sank down onto my knees on the cold ground and for a moment I didn't feel quite so alone. I asked if it knew where the others had taken Harris. It looked at me with wide eyes and then very gently nodded. I set my jaw. Okay. 
take me to them. It looked away and then looked back at me pleadingly. It clearly hated the idea. But I held its gaze and finally it nodded again. I stood and took another breath. I was ready. We got into the car together and headed north. To my surprise, we only drove a few minutes before the ghost indicated that we had arrived. I parked and we got out. We were at the entrance to Ruckhill Park. I looked at the ghost. In here? The park? It shook its head and pointed past the trees, up the hill to a dark mark in the night sky. I felt my stomach clench as I recognised it. The only building remaining from the now closed down and demolished site of what had once been a fever hospital. The Rock Hill Hospital Water Tower.